Okay, welcome to episode 78 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. My name's Tony. This week I'm joined by a new co-host. Um, yes, another <laughs> Scottish person. We only have Scottish people on here. Um, Can't be many left. <laughs> because uh, they know their comics up north of the border, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, it's comics creator and fan and artist, Alan Purdy. How you doing, Al? Uh, very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Well, creator's yeah, yeah. a bit of a stretch, by the way, though. You Jeez. are. You've shown me it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've shown me it. I, I didn't tell you this, but when you handed me, I think you handed it me uh, to look at a comic you had on the go, so what we're, we're sort of working on it. Thought yeah. Bubble. I'm going to say the last Thought Bubble, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I came back, to, came, went, went off to go and fetch someone a coffee because I'm a lackey at those things, and came back and I couldn't find it. And they'd put it in the. Um, we we had a box for no brow submissions and it was in there, oh, yeah. so I thought I'd probably better get out because he'll only be upset with me if I it ends up you know. yeah yeah that's very good so we'll talk about that later. Um, cool. You've um, I, one of the few people I've approached to come on the show. I very rarely approach people; they sort of more more, more often than not come to me. But uh, knowing you as I do, we've met a few times now. And I know you're a big comics fan, and yeah. I asked you what you wanted to talk about, and did you want to tell us tell us what you've chosen? Yeah. It's funny because when you did ask me originally, I thought he want he's asked me what what I'd like to hear him talk about, and right. then it was when you replied, I went, "Oh shit, he means me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so I picked. Well, as soon as you said it, the first thing that popped into my head was Hitman. Hitman DC's Hitman's my favorite series of all time. Real. And when I think of that series, rather than give you you know sixty issues to read, I thought yeah. the one that springs to mind is issue 34 which is kind of a semi-famous one that i think it won the eisner yes it did yeah that's right yeah yeah so it's it's that's the one i picked hitman cool. and superman basically is the and then you came back to me and you said i don't know if, i don't think we'll have enough to talk about you fool you knew you would um but uh, the uh, you've added to that a couple of extra issues haven't you yeah yeah um five or six years after the hitman series ended yeah they came out with a, a Two part. It was. I think it was initially supposed to be a four parter, but it's yes. two big issues. Yeah, I, I, I basically. I heard that in an interview today. Actually, I heard um, oh, yeah. Ennis before he'd written it saying, "I'm doing a four issue miniseries about um, Hitman coming back." And then yeah, I think the, it was it, yeah. That um, there was a GLA classified series. Okay. It was going to be in that, but then I think that ended. So they just did a standalone type. two issue mini. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. And yeah, so. I was thinking about that, and well, actually, I did. I just started rereading the whole thing after we talked, and then that was when I started thinking, "Oh, there's that bit at the end that basically it it follows directly on from from 34, yeah. and it's got a well, we'll get to it. It's got a quite a it wraps it up nicely. It's a little bit poignant, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, good. I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a moment. The uh, well, let's rewind a little bit and just say, um, just ask you how you got into the hobby, dude. Is it? from a kid onwards or is it something you discovered later oh, at yeah. uni or something yeah i mean uh, i don't remember but there's photos of me when i was a very very young child with uh with batman comics and archie nice. comics i've never read an archie comic but there's a photo of me as a child in in my bed with one next to me so wow oh, we didn't really it. see them much did we archie comics over no. here? well yeah. i actually when i was very young up until seven i lived in uh, south africa Oh really? Okay. I was wow. born in Scotland, but my my folks emigrated. So over there, it seems I think DC must have been big because all the all the photos of me when I'm little, I've got 
it's DC Comics Batman, and I've got, I've still got one of them. I've got an old All Star Squadron issue that's beat up, <laughs> it's sellotaped together and got pen all over it. But I've still got that one. Nice. And then I should give a shout out to friend of the pod Dave Kennedy. Yes. He helped me track down a Batman issue from a photograph. Oh, Honestly, right. like Rain Man, I, I posted it. I posted <laughs> it on Twitter. And about 20 minutes later, he's like, oh, that looks like this. Bang, bang, bang. That's the issue. I was like, Jesus. Oh, good man. And he got he got, he got it straight away from a, an upside down drawing of a blimp that was in it. <laughs> so I've got two comics, kind of, from well, when I was very little. Excuse me for asking, and I don't know your age, but was that pre or post-apartheid? It was in apartheid. So I know um, I've got some friends who now live over here, and they... We, I mean, I remember we had to send them like videotapes of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because there's certain things you couldn't get in South Africa, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't. I was only, you know, I was very young, so I don't remember all the the details of it. But yeah, it, my parents lived there from I think mid mid seventies. Came back to Scotland. I was born, then went back again, and then we eventually ended up coming back because it was getting it was getting dangerous. Lively, yeah, 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 yeah. But um. Yeah, we. I do. I've got. I've still got them there in the loft. Videotapes of. Uh, of. Oh, I shouldn't say it. Rolf's cartoon time. Oh. <laughs> That's the second week running. Dan mentioned that the other day to me. Yeah. <laughs> I broke my heart that did. But yeah, <laughs> uh, like old, old them. Um, you know, Looney Tunes cartoons and stuff, and yeah, all that, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I mean, I remember we used to put the have to put the telly on and then tune the radio to get English. Right. Know? Wow. Okay. Because I mean, it was it was weird, wasn't it, back then? Because I can imagine you may have had to have searched for DC Comics. Maybe that's the reason Archie Comics, because they were. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah it was maybe. a strange I mean, I custom it, system back then, wasn't it? I think it was. It was likely, you know, whoever was at the checkout at the supermarket. Yeah. I got given that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. You know, what? I've never asked. Only asked by folks yeah. where, where they. Were they smuggling? I was always, always oh, imagine the story if they, was, if they were smuggling comics in, into you. That would make a great story. There's a comic there somewhere, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Black market Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, how did you come to find Hitman? Did you read it in singles, or were you reading it in trades? Or no, no. So, just to kind of join the dots a little bit, when I came home to Scotland, it was you know dandy and the Bruins and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. remember reading, and then it was the the nineties X Men cartoon that turned the the proper comic monster light on that okay. is the reason I now have a an Indiana <laughs> Jones room upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Hitman, I think came. I had the, I did the break thing over university. Stopped reading over uni. Yeah. Um, when I graduated, I was kind of catching up and stuff and reading Preacher and Sandman and all that kind of thing. And then I, I met a guy when I moved to Aberdeen who was a big comic fan. And uh, we must have been talking about Preacher. I can't really remember. We were probably quite drunk. And he mentioned, if you like Garth Ennis, you'll like this. And he gave me his Hitman to read. And that, okay. that's been my it's been my favourite series ever since. Can you remember which issue or? From the start, he gave me the whole lot. In fact, oh, wow, okay. I knew the character because he was in... I had a it Batman... Was in Demon Annual 2, wasn't he? Is that what you, or are you, you talking about another one? Or? Yeah, well, that's, that's his first appearance, but yeah. I didn't... I didn't. Uh, the comics in. I'm from a town called Elgin in the north of Scotland. Oh wow! So we got all our comics in a newsagent. They didn't have Hitman. They didn't have the Demon. Right. Uh, I don't think they did anything because I think I bought every everything 
it was all DC as well. It was every now and again there'd be a Marvel issue, but it was all right. It was all the Superman triangle numbers and all the Batman series. And okay, yeah. Um, yeah, there was a there was a Batman Chronicles issue that it was an anthology, and one of the stories was it was during that Contagion storyline. You know, the, yes, but which was was that sort of pre No Man's Land? Was it that around that yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he was in that. So I knew the character, and he was also in an issue of Azrael, which I used to like. I oh, I like Azrael. I think that's a great yeah. series. That's like a hundred yeah. issues, and great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in he was in issue thirty odd, thirty five maybe of right. that. So I, I had a big recollection of who he was. So he, my mate, just gave me. He's still my mate. I comic book Andy. His name is. I'll give him a shout. Out. <laughs> um, yeah, he gave me the whole lot. I read it and then bought it myself. And, it, and then that, yeah, that was that. That's great stuff, man. So let's talk about the two issues you, you or the three issues you, you, you brought up. So Hitman Thirty Four cover dated February nineteen ninety nine. Writer Garth Innes, penciler John McCrae, inks Gary Leach on that one. I found interesting. You don't we don't see Gary that much, you know. No. Probably best known for his Miracle Man, Stroke Marvel Man work. Um, colors Carla Feeney, letters Patricia Prentice, editor Pete Tomasi who's still about and still a great writer, still very sort of yeah. highly considered. Um, the issue was dedicated to Archie Goodwin, who had died in March the previous year. Um, then JLA Hitman was two issues, cover dated December 2007 and January 2008. Um, only on Comixology, I think in a trade from the top of my head. I don't Why? think you can get the issues on Comixology. Yeah, I think it, it is in one of the Hitman trades. Um, written okay. by Garth Innes, um, art, pencils and inks by John McRae. Colours by David Barron, letters by Travis Lanham. Um, it, Hit, Hitman issue 34 won an for best single issue. I'm right in yeah. saying. Yeah. Did you want to just give us a, a little summary of what the the Hitman issue is about? Not the miniseries, but the Hitman. It's a very simple yeah, sure. storyline, isn't it, it's, really? Uh, it's super simple, yeah, yeah. Basically, it starts with the main character, Tommy Monaghan. He's on a... He's on a rooftop in Gotham reading a reading a magazine that's got Superman on the cover. Yeah. And he turns around and Superman's standing next to him. And uh, basically, Superman's gone through something. He's landed to have a bit of a think. And the issue is just a conversation between the two of them. Yeah. Superman tells yeah he, he opens up and tells him what what's happened to him. Tommy kind of I don't know. Do you want to save the? No, let's do the spoilers. It's um uh, it's twenty two years old. I think we'll be right. Yeah. So yeah, basically. It's, I mean, Superman's been on a kind of rescue mission. It went very badly. Somebody died, and uh, he's feeling some kind of way about it. And Tommy talks about, essentially, about what makes Superman great. And yeah. through that conversation, makes him feel a bit better. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... That's basically the whole issue. Yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the added twist at the end. So... Yes. Tommy is um, a character who is... An everyman character who received special powers um, in the Demon Annual number two, which was the the much laughed at, sadly, Bloodlines event. Yeah, laughed at by the series quite a lot as well. They, they... <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, um, as part of that, he gets eyes that are completely black. He gets mm -hmm. um, the ability to look th through things, X-ray vision, and he mm -hmm. gets sort of limited telepathy, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is funny because the the quite quickly kind of bend most of that yeah he uses it a little bit and then they, uh, yeah when it doesn't suit the last part of the series i've heard garth innes say you know he, he developed this character because he'd be the 
he would only kill sort of bad superheroes or bad supervillains mm-hmm. or something. He said he just sort of forgot about that and it turned into this yeah. just yeah. story about uh, Tommy Monaghan, who's Hitman. The name as well. Like, the, the, the Hitman's supposed to be a kind of name for him, but he, he bends that quite quickly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it becomes a story about the cauldron, which is Gotham's Hell's Kitchen, I'm going to say. Yeah, um, yeah, basically. The sort of Irish quarter. Um, mm-hmm. He drinks in Noonan's, which is a bar that features probably almost you know throughout the run doesn't it it's oh, yeah, yeah. and it's a, it's a bar where the dregs of society and hitmen sort of go to um and in there are um a series of people who to a larger and lesser effect have, have some sort of storylines told um there's this what's the name of the supergroup with, with six packs in I've oh got, section eight section eight there's, there's a sort of shit supergroup that go out of there with a character called dog welder and a sort yeah. of slightly rapey guy and a few yeah. other people um there's i am bator who's one of my favorites um oh he's brilliant yeah who's a sort of alien who only says i am bator apart from in the final issue issue 60 doesn't he, he says he oh says yeah something else. don't get me started <laughs> i read i reread that today man i reread it today <laughs> yeah um no, but he's actually he's he was from the demon series bator was, was in he was yeah. one of the demons yeah um, you've got Sean, who's the bar owner, Sean Noonan, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. And you've got Nat, who's um, a black dude who, who's called Nat the Hat because he wears this sort of stupid hat, doesn't he, all the way through it. Yeah. He looks like he's sewn together by his mum or something. But he's, yeah. he has a sort of swaggery call about him, and he's another hitman. And him and Tommy Monaghan, a, a hitman, are, are best buddies, aren't they? Um, yeah, they were in the army together. Yeah. And there's a Butch and Sun dance moment, I think is even how they did describe it. Yeah. Um, yeah, towards the end. It's... um. I have a theory that this issue is about America. Oh, big time. Yeah. Is it, did, did you think that as well? And what did you well, think, spe- Yeah, definitely. Especially with, I mean, Garth Ennis lives there, right? So, and he must have moved yeah. there around that time, I'm guessing. I, th- I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the details, but I know yeah. that I know that he lives there, and it's it, so much of Tommy in this issue, I think, is Garth Ennis yeah. talking about you know the idealism of the idea of Superman and America being essentially, you know, the way he writes it, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Superman's there to represent America, and Tommy talks to him about it, and mm. and then there's a cunning twist, which is also America, isn't there? There's an idealistic but a darker underground occasionally, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's very clever. It's very personable. Uh, personal. It's very quiet. There's no. Apart from one single act of violence, there's not much. There's no superhero battles in it. Um, no, yeah. And I love the cover, which I don't think... Of, does, the, does the cover appear in the interiors where they're sitting on the edge of the building? I don't think it does. No, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not an image from... But no, I was... Uh, same, I absolutely love that cover. Yeah. And the way... The, the, the image on the cover is they're sitting They're sitting with their sort of feet dangling over the side of a, um, a brownstone in the cauldron. And... Um, there's a seriousness to their faces, but the way that Superman's red cloak flies up um, with the yellow of the S, yeah, board or hitting the yellow of the Hitman as well. The word yeah. Hitman long time is so beautifully done. It's really clever, um, and a little little wink at DC by calling them Super Friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, with a question mark. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the the. The main, so it is a, it is a great a great conversation. I I actually genuinely think there's no greater conversation writer in comics than Ennis. I think he writes them so well. They're think, so easy to read as well. I mean, it's yeah. you know, 
yeah. it just it flows off the page. Yeah, it really does. And um, there's, there's, a, I mean, there's stuff that we we choose to forget, we choose to ignore. So we know that Superman can look through his sunglasses and see that he's just got black eyes. We yeah. know, we we know that that Ennis is just avoiding Superman, saying, "Why are you wearing sunglasses at night?" <laughs> you know, the, he wears. I mean, Hitman is famous for being that anti-hero, but he does wear a kind of really strange trench coat that I'm suspecting came from the original designs in Bloodlines. You know, where they said I think they, it did. I mean. In Bloodlines, he had a little fancy red scarf. That's, that's right. Like, yeah, it's a bit taken off. It was a bit fey, wasn't it? For yeah, yeah this, yeah, yeah, um, like um, yeah, just tied around his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah and sort of, yeah. But that, but it's we know that that that's secondary to the the nature of the conversation. So it is it is very good, and we later find out that Superman really treasures this moment that he's had with um, Tommy uh, as to be yeah. like Tommy's this ordinary guy. And he puts him straight, and he tells him what's it about, and he says, "Don't worry." Very, it's very, it's quite densely written, actually, isn't it? There's a couple of pages there which Superman just goes off on one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like he clearly needed to talk about this, and the fact that there's a bit where I think Tommy says something like, "You know, tell me to shut up if you don't want to talk about it." Yeah. And Superman basically bites his hand off to talk about it. Yeah. I need to, I need to get this off my chest, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two guys in a bar, isn't it? Essentially, which, yeah. Yeah, where we, where we see a lot of it. Um. And then you think, right, what's happening here? Because Tommy then points across the road and he says, that's, um, I forget his name now, is it Figs? Figs Kernahan. Nice. And he's Someone like a local there. protection gangster. Um, him, yeah. And, he, and he, he, they talk about this guy, but, you know, he said, but this is part of America. This is where I was brought up. This is America. And, and Superman sort of thanks him, flies off. And then Tommy picks his rifle up, which is hidden behind the wall, which also Superman yeah. didn't spot. Um, and then he shoots he shoots Figs through the window and kills him um, and then makes a phone call saying he's done it. And Superman is happily and, I think, stupidly flying off. It's almost like Ennis goes, yeah, it's not real life, is it? Yeah. But you would have heard that shot for all the Superman. That if, I don't know if you read, you read the Bendis line of books. He would have heard that shot. I'm sure. Oh yeah, Superman, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's it's what kind of what you mentioned earlier on. The fact that he's not checking behind his glasses. It seems to me that the two of them, because Tommy could read his mind as well, you know. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. The two of them don't. They just talk. They don't. Um, you know, they don't use whatever. Yeah. Other abilities they have to pry into the other one. Yeah. And I think. It's funny because it like it could really come off it as as if Tommy's like getting one over on Superman. You're like, ha, ah, yeah. I did it without him noticing. I really don't think that's no, I don't think it's either. You know? I think they both go back to their real lives, don't they? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Superman I mean, does the whole Christopher Reeve thing, where he's flying around the Earth, and Tommy's just yeah. looking down the sights at a fat gangster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell. I mean, one of the biggest things in the whole series in fact is uh, is the john mccray arc yeah the, the the acting if you feel like that of the character is so good the yeah. expressions and the i mean there's a couple in here like that the one where tommy asked him for his autograph before he leaves yeah yeah you know he's so happy to be asking for that autograph he is, isn't he yeah. and superman's really happy to be given it as well you know yeah yeah there really it really is Let's talk a little bit about John. So John was born in 1966 in Belfast. As a kid, was a Marvel fan. Studied art and design in Belfast for two months before dropping out. Um, owned and ran a comic shop for a while. Um, and also, um, more recently, has run a comics course in Birmingham, which is where he lives with his family now. Um, 
worked in UK comics in a comic called The Centurions, um, then did Action Force and did some t- 2080 Future Shock. Uh, 1998 worked with Garth Ennis on, a tr- on Troubled Souls for Crisis Magazine. And this, in- this relationship has endured through numerous projects, Dread, The Demon, Hitman, Herogasm. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was a huge um, Burn fan as a kid. Um, his, to me, his art has a cartoony and a slightly sort of satirical side to it, which he turns up and down, I think, at certain points. Definitely. Um, yeah. It, have you followed I mean, his other work, have you, Dodor? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, most of the things you mentioned. I mean, th- not the early stuff. I was right. never... I never got into 2000 AD when I was younger. I've tried to kind of catch up on a lot of it, but right. there's a lot. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's a whole um, hobby. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So definitely the you know the the boy stuff and the there's a the demon the couple of well hitman and a couple there's a couple of uh, section eight spinoffs um, yeah uh, he did a couple of what was the series dead eyes the one yeah the image one, one don't call came... it dead rabbit that's the one isn't it yeah 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 um... and uh, I, you know when I like I really like mythic did you read that yes I did it was a sort of investigators it bought a bit Phil of Hester thing yeah. yeah yeah I was I loved that he speaks very highly of Phil Hester actually I've seen a couple of interviews where he talks about Phil. And says he's a great artist, but he's a better writer than he is an artist, actually. Which um, <laughs> I like Phil, actually. I like Phil's stuff. We yeah. had him on the show. Oh, yeah. Really nice guy. Um, he was obviously very close to um, the to um, the writer of... Sorry, to Ennis. But he's also very close to um, the artist of Preacher as well, wasn't he? Uh, Steve Dillon, yeah. Yeah. Did you... Yeah. And that's is that is that a series that you followed as well, or...? Preacher? Yeah. Well... Not at the time. That okay. was one of the ones that, that when I when I um, came back to reading after university, it was one of the first ones that I that I started getting the trades of and subsequently got all the issues. But yeah. Yeah. Loved. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. The I actually I'm think still super bummed out about <laughs> about Steve Dillon. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, me too. And I think they were they were friends, but they also held a similar um philosophy and I, I was reading and listening to them to him to John giving a couple of interviews and at one point John says, um Everybody likes looking at pretty pictures, but it's not to the point where it's distracting from the story. And I thought, oh, that's mm-hmm. a good point that John makes there. And he's obviously someone who's taught comic art. And then he mm-hmm. quoted Steve Dillon, and Steve Dillon famously, and I think you've probably you've heard this one, he says, people stopped reading to look at the art. He felt he wasn't doing his job. No, that's good. And McCray adds yeah. the line, serve the story. And I kind of think, yeah, I agree. That's completely. what it is, isn't it? It's yeah. a combination. The whole thing about comics is it's the two coming together. It's not... You can tell when one of them is trying to outdo the other one, you know. Yes, yeah. We've all read them. Yeah, we have. Yeah, well, when you know, there's a there's a wow factor to some art, but it does stop you in your tracks, doesn't it? And I, you know, it's it's a, it's sequential art, isn't it? So it should be followed mm-hmm. through. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Yeah. Um, John's quite the raconteur. Um, I interviewed him at Nottingham, or oh, six, seven years ago now. And mm-hmm. he did tell me a very interesting story about Kenny Baker's cock and balls before uh, we went on that we couldn't repeat on. on, on <laughs> like, he said we can't talk about this, but I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, quite interesting. He's a he's a um, he's a collector of comic art. He has Gil Kane and R. Adams pages. So if you know his address, let me know. Um, and he um, he met he he knew Garth from school. He was a couple of years ahead of Garth. Uh, and Garth was in the same year as John McRae's brother, um, but he then re-met Garth as one of these people who comes in the comic shop and found out he was an artist and said, oh, I've got a story, as a lot of people do. 
um, yeah. when he was working in the comic shop. So that's how they sort of reconnected. Um, cool. Yeah, no, it's good. Have you met him much? Or I've met John a good few times actually. Um, I've never met Garth Ennis, but I've got uh, my original Hitman issues. I got them bound. Right. Uh, kind of four oh, nice. hardcover volumes. Yeah. So I had an idea that I would get a bar scene across the four, you know, the inside covers. Yeah, how oh, nice. Yeah. So I've got four of them done. Um although it's taken me bloody ten years to do that. I was just looking at the today, the first one was in more than ten well, two thousand and ten. Right. So uh, was the first one. But yeah, I've met him a couple of he's done a couple of jam pieces for me at, at Thought Bubble. Okay. In fact I met him in Aberdeen as well. He came to a comic shop here. The first time I met him was in a comic shop in Aberdeen. Oh wow! Okay. Oh yeah. right. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah. He um, so I went. I've met him, like you. I've met him a few times, but I went and collected some pages from him um, mm-hmm. for a friend. I think a friend of mine had bought a page off him, a work colleague, and yeah. um, he said, oh, "I can't get to." It. He was at MCM, and I I was going to MCM for some fucking reason. God knows why. Um, I think it's a, it was the same day that I had the meltdown when the man stood opposite me with the the dangling pubic hair dressed as Alice in Wonderland, oh, at, eating a. <laughs> prawn cocktail sandwich uh yeah uh, to be talked down off a ledge before i legged it but the he, i bought I, I paid for and collected the page for my mate and then we took it i took it back in the office and my mate came in to collect it from me and i'd photocopied it on an a3 photocopier and oh. sellotaped it to the locker behind me the, the photocopier and my mate came in he said oh i said oh i've got that page. Oh, i've got oh it's sellotaped let me just carefully unpeel it and you can see the dude's face and i ripped it ripped it in half and he's like oh no it's all right it's just a photocopy yeah, that was my funny joke. Jeez. <laughs> Lesson learned there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, he's worked obviously on the Preacher stuff, Sinister Dexter, Wonder Woman, Jenny Sparks with Mark Miller. Now, I am I think he did the Jenny Sparks one that was, do you remember it was withdrawn by DC because Midnighter and the other character, the other male character whose name escapes me. Um, Apollo. Apollo, that's right, were kissing. And it got, do you remember there was a bit of a drama around it, wasn't there, for a while? I think I did, did that scene get taken out of the trade for a while or something like that I think happened I've got that series but I'm trying to think I think I got it after it you know yeah. quite, quite a while after, after it came out yeah 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 uh, then we had the monarchy a wild storm which is good I really like that he did Spider-Man Tangled Web Tangled Web which is oh, yeah. quite cool that's good yeah it is good isn't it and Spider-Man yeah. it's a little bit closer to Ditko in that for me yeah yeah, I, like, I see that. I like the way he draws his hands. Looks cool. <laughs> he did the Hulk smash. He did. Um, I think Ennis wrote the Hulk smash, didn't he? And he said he just wrote it for him because he hates superheroes. Ennis, so he just wrote <laughs> him. Uh, the boys' hero gasm, which is where the boys. Now I wonder if they're ever going to do this in the TV series. It's where Apparently, they. Apparently, that's coming in this this series. Is hero it? gasm. They've said it's coming. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. Fucking hell! They can't, they can't go that far. It. They can't do it exactly. No way. <laughs> it's like they. It's like that end of the, in that movie Society where they all morph into one big. Oh jeez. <laughs> um he did dicks um the comic series uh he uh, i heard him do an interview with, i was watching an interview with him and um john suntress and he apologizes for dicks to john but i don't know if he was joking i think it must be dicks is good huh? yeah <laughs> it doesn't need don't, if he was serious he doesn't need to apologize for that okay yeah yeah um like you said he did section eight which was the shit superhero group and he did the atheist with phil hester out of image oh yeah that was the one the other phil hester one i was trying to remember the atheist that's right yeah it's good actually yeah yeah uh, mythic though i remember mythic being a moment people going it was one of those things where people went oh fucking hell ain't john good and we're like well we've been saying that for years yeah 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 I mean, to be honest, like I thought about, I thought I think about obviously artists a lot. 
Yeah. And I think top John McRae is definitely top three for me. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. a little bit biased because Hitman's my absolute favourite, but yeah. I just think he's fantastic. Yeah. Aesthetically, for me, as soon as I open a pair, I'm like, oh, I like this. This is this is comfort reading for me. You know what I mean? Why Why, why Hitman? Do you think? Why do you think it connects with you so much, dude? It's funny because. I mean, can spoil a little bit of a spoiler for Hitman. There's a lot of death in it, you know. A lot yeah. of people die, yeah. and generally, that's not something I like in my, you know, I don't like when my goodies die. Yeah, but they cut you off the legs, don't they? They cut you off at the knees a few times, especially in the last issue. It must be said. Yeah, yeah. It's the character. It's yeah. the character work that's done in it. I mean, it's funny. You'll get, you know, as you're reading it, somebody will come in, some dumpling will come in in the pub, hacking, for example, the guy in the pub. Yeah who's just a big balloon, you know, and he's a balloon the whole way through it. And then Ennis and McCreel picked the perfect moment just to give him a moment that you go, ah, and yeah. you, you know, you'll learn something about him and you'll realise he's not just a big idiot. And yeah. Six Pack, the leader of the Section 8, is another perfect example of that. The, like, he's just a drunk who, he's telling stories about fighting dark side. And <laughs> yes, <Doomsday>. it, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a, I think it's a two-parter towards the end of the run where it focuses on him and his team, actually. Yeah. And uh, the end of it, you're like, again, honestly, get you crying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. He man, yeah, he does. He walks the art and the writing walk, walk a line between action, character, comedy, occasionally horror, and occasionally yeah. action movie thriller stuff as well. I mean, yeah. look at this. This... The perfect example of the kind of change in tone is this Superman issue is followed by the two-parter about um, about Tommy's origin, basically. Oh, right, okay. You know, the, the Father's Day story where you find out about his dad. Right. Oh, it's the most br- one of the most br- brutal ones in the series. And it's straight after this. Yeah. And the, you know? there is an echo of... There's, I mean, there's a through line, isn't there? Preacher, Hitman, all the way through to the boys. There's there's th- common themes, aren't there, I think? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. There's religion and... Yeah. And, uh, and the kind of... Well, the kind of immigrant stuff is... Yeah. Preacher's a lot about America being, you know... You know, like, it goes through a tour of America. America's... Yeah. A big character in that as well. There's, I think there's space for it, I mean... I often see the boys as echoes of many things, but one of the things it certainly echoes is martial law. But it's almost yep. a soap opera version of martial law, you know. Um, but done with Ennis and, Ennis and Dylan's style. Sorry, not Ennis and Dylan, Ennis and... Um, oh, who does uh, the boys? It start, starts with Derek Robertson, Derek Robertson yeah, yeah. And then it goes to Ross Braun. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, I think I think there's a there's definitely common themes even in a couple of the war comics that Ennis does I see people that could be Tommy's grandfather or you know there's that sort of thing going on somewhere Yeah there yeah definitely yeah. similar very similar type characters Yeah Um let's okay so let's move on to the Justice League we'll talk about a bit more about Garth in a minute but let's move on to the Justice League specials Um you don't have don't go mad man but what 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 do you think? Give us a little summary of what they're about. Well, yeah, I mean, this two-parter, basically, the point of it, he, Garth writes a story that involves the, the bloodlines aliens that um, 
that gave Tommy his powers. Yeah. But it's just an excuse to get Batman to bring him to the. It was the Moonbase era, right? Yeah. Where they just like had the Watchtower. Yeah. So there's a ship that's full of astronauts that are infected. They need someone who was bitten by the previous ones. They go and get Tommy, bring him to the um, the Watchtower, and it's an excuse to get him to meet Superman again. Yeah. And for Superman to learn who Tommy is. That moment where he goes, we, Superman is the the big boy scout, innocent face Superman yeah. going, oh, Tommy, bloody hell, it's, it's lovely to see you. And he's so happy before moments later he just goes, why were you on that rooftop? Yeah. Uh, but it's also the, immediately before that, Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. He knows him as well because he's yeah. in an early early series of... He's, early, he's been in the bar with him, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and Batman's like admonishing him. Oh, how can you how can you hang out with this scumbag? And then Superman walks in and says, "Hey, Tommy." Yeah, yeah. So, but it's so well done. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's um, they're always they it's it's typical Ennis because they're ragging on Green Lantern, aren't they? Throughout it <laughs> yeah. for being a bit of a, yeah. the shit version yeah, of Green Flash Lantern. Yeah, hates him. Carl Rayner. That, yeah. It's a Carl Rayner one, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. it's a, yeah. the best Green Lantern. Ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start a fight. Um, I really liked it for the um. There's, a, there's an interesting framing sequence, which, because, big spoilers, fast forward two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Tommy's dead at this point. Yeah. Tommy dies in the last issue of um, Hitman, which shouldn't be a reason not to read it. It's amazing. Don't let that spoil no, it. It's, yeah. it's the perfect ending. I mean, to be fair, I think Hitman probably was a Vertigo series in a way, wasn't it, with that 60-issue run? Um, I don't know how they got away with some of the, yeah. some of the stuff that happens in Hitman. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's a... This, the one of Section 8 is a bit rapey, and then another bloke just walks around with a window smashing it over people's yeah, heads. Yeah, the defenestrator. That's it, yeah. <laughs> but, um, throw people through. There's a, there's a framing sequence but where Clark is being interviewed as if... So a kid, kid, a kid reporter whose name is... I think it's called Kirby, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. second interview. Yeah. yeah, he turns up to interview Clark um, about what happened. And Clark says, look, nobody's, nobody knows this. This is the true story sort of thing. Um, yeah. And that's the framing sequence. So we are going back to when Tommy was alive. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of glad. I don't know about you, man. I'm kind of glad he got killed off. Don't want, I wouldn't want to see him back in the fucking Suicide Squad or something, you know. No, I mean, I, you know, it's a it's a perfect run of comics. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I loved getting this little extra, little moment of his life that we hadn't seen. But no, I, I agree with you. I think yeah. it's the end of the series is perfect yeah i think you're right man well let me pose that you've you've partially answered it for me there but that's one of the big questions i had for you knowing that you are a big such a big fan of hitman and well mm-hmm. i'll turn you that coming in but um do you think that the two issue miniseries cheapens the effect that issue 34 and the whole issue whole run had no no definitely okay. not. right i mean as i'm as you're reading it i like that it gives superman a opportunity to deal with you know because essentially by the end of it he he comes back around to being like you know what tommy what we talked about helped me doesn't matter that he's there's a line in it where he's talking about um in the in the 34 it tommy says something like um you know you can't help what people think of you or you can't you can't oh god i can't remember what it is it's like you can't uh be what Hold on, I think I wrote it down. You can't live up to... Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then the flip side thing happens in the, the many where Tommy says to him, you can't help how people see you. 
meaning him. Yeah. And by the end of it, yeah, Superman's true. come around to realise that even though you know he doesn't agree with what Tommy did as in life, and also what he did to even save the day and the many, he can appreciate who he was and for that bit of what advice. he did to help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of me that thinks that in this, Tommy is Garth pointing out to people. Look, they're fucking made-up characters. This is reality, you know. Because because he he turns out to be like the only really capable person. Because these aliens take the powers off the Justice League, don't they? But he's still got his two forty-fives on him. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of there's a couple of scenes where they do say it's funny. Like Wonder Woman says to Flash and uh, and Green Lantern, basically, "You two stay here. I'll take the Hitman with me because he's the one that's capable." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, it's yeah. a, a little bit unfair, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, you know. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, a couple of other things I want to talk. A few other things I wanted to talk about. So, um, nice mention of Peckham at the start there. Having <laughs> having uh, spent my uh, early twenties living in Peckham, I can tell you, it's a very different place now. It's become Rise of the Idiots. It's like London Fields or Hackney. It's just full of fucking hipsters. But back then, it was like a fight to get the bus. You know. Um, <laughs> Great memories of Noonan's Bar as well with that Baytor yeah. moment. Yeah, that, that is one thing I do like about this. It, it kind of he does do a kind of a quick run through the whole of Hitman. Yeah, it's the greatest hits, isn't you know, there? Yeah, there is a bit. There's a there's a bit where Tommy kills some scumbags at the start, and then he goes to the bar, and everyone's there. Yeah. Spoiler alert again: by the end of the series, most of them are not alive anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's a funny there's sex. thing he's got his girlfriend's got an elephant head for some reason is it Nat's girlfriend I can't remember now yeah, yeah. that was funny he's like he did, he's, he's, he's honestly the, the unsung hero of it Nat isn't he because he's oh, the most likeable character isn't he he really is yeah you know. yeah um, and then Batman comes from and obviously for people who haven't read it Batman appears in I think issue one of Hitman doesn't he I seem to remember yeah, reading that as a kid one, yeah. yeah where doesn't Tommy throw up on him or something yeah <laughs> Yeah, Batman punches him and Tommy spews on his boots. Because <laughs> he's pissed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he's just had a curry. That's what that's it was. Right. <laughs> he, he went on a date. He hates curry, but he read the girl's mind and she likes curry, so he went for a curry. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, there's a weird Superman-Wonder Woman discussion where she says, she says, if you're not a warrior, what are you? I found that quite yeah. an interesting moment, actually. I find her... She's, she's kind of... I think it's to set up the bit where they're going up the ladder later, but she's really kind of dismissive of Tommy at the beginning and Superman actually yeah, when yeah. she tried he tries to tell her that how this conversation went on 34 and she's like doesn't matter what are you talking about and then it sets up later on where she's going with Tommy up the they have to climb a ladder to yeah do thing it's the classic aliens you know yeah. sci-fi movie isn't it yeah 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 and it, and she basically has to take care of the parasites and jump off and let Tommy go and it's just you know yeah. to set up her trusting him enough to to do that. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind. Of, I could imagine that maybe Garth watched quite a lot of Tom Baker Doctor Who growing up because it's <laughs> it's quite quite a sort of scary, small scale science fiction movie, isn't it? Where the yeah, these yeah, bloodlines aliens are pretty horrible. They sort of attach themselves to your face, don't they? Yeah. And there's some great art in that. Yeah, well. there is. When he, when he climbs up the ladder and Superman's at the top. That's a real it. showstopper, that single page yeah. of him, Superman, with this, like, I can't remember, is it red or green or something? Just hanging yeah. off his boat race, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I mean, it's it's also you know, it's clear it's. It, I still you know the point of the mini to me is to deal with the Superman Tommy stuff you know so the right. the bloodlines things a way to deal with that yeah so much so that they go right well the bloodlines aliens are on these astronauts. Uh, they're giving them superpowers. Okay, like that wasn't in the original one, but fine. Okay, they're all getting. Super- <laughs> yeah. And one of the superpowers is one of them can turn off everyone else's superpowers. Yeah. So the Justice League and everyone loses their. You know, it's just you know, it's you can back engineer it, but yeah. that doesn't really matter. The point of it is to get to the the bit, and I love the bit after um, Superman's he man Tommy again talking to him gives him the kind of strength to pull this thing off his face. Yeah, and but after that he's he's fucked. You know he's, he's, he's like, yeah he's, he's cowering in the corner, isn't he? Or freezing he, in the corner. He can't, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he can't function. And Tommy has to be the one that goes out and saves the day. And they have that other chat, don't they? They have another chat. They talk about it again. And yeah, yeah. It is 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 extremely well done. I'm when I first read it through. I've read it a couple of times since you mentioned it. Um, we read it a couple of times since then, and, and I thought the first time I read it, I thought, why did they do that? And then I sort of delved a bit into, and I think I'm, I think I'm airing on your side now, man. I think, especially with the ending, which we'll mention in a minute, I think it's the right thing to do. I think yeah. you're right. For me, the the last five or six pages of this make it yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. So, did you want to? Did you want to explain that bit? Oh man, I might, I might struggle. <laughs> well, I'm going to open it. So, while um, while Tommy is on the um the moon base you know the jla halls of justice what you're going to call it um he's gone for a leak and he's got a pen on him and he's written something on the wall of the toilet because right, yeah. he's because he's tommy and he's he's yeah, a punk I can't not, basically. yeah he's a punk isn't he and he's going to do it and um um and then we get all of this we get everything that happens we get um you know the then we get we go back to the framing sequence of kirby talking to clark as they walk in the streets and then we get superman changing and flying out along the sunset towards the sun and up into space and he hovers looking down you know as he is wont to looking down on the earth from above mm-hmm. and then he goes to the moon and obviously the space station has been destroyed long been destroyed but all that's left standing is the little section of toilet by the hand yeah. basin and next to it says tommy was here on the yeah. moon just perfection it's, it's great and yeah. it's the way the way he builds it to it He's he basically says, um, you know, like because the, the base gets destroyed by the the ship with the parasites in it. That bit's funny as well. Yeah. Cause like you know, he's he's been kind of ribbing Green Lantern, but Green Lantern is the one that saves him. He's like, oh, you've always been my favorite. Because <laughs> Tommy's in that toilet when the ship hits it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, Clark says something like, um, you know, when the repairs done, I asked Batman to to leave this bit. And uh, what does he say? Hold on. Yeah. He says. Um, He's, uh, and uh, I was smiled at darkly, but indulged. It's a great line, and then, man. Yeah, it's a great line. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you just uh, the last page is just the, the Tommy was here toilet. Ah, oh, just brilliant. Yeah, great. Yeah, let's talk about. No, we're talking about right. Let's talk a little bit about Garth. So he's born in Northern Ireland as well. Lived now in New York. Now citizen of the U.S. since 2016. Um, just 19 years old when Troubled Souls came out through Crisis. Also did True Faith with Warren Police, which I liked, actually. really liked that as well. He, he's not a big fan of Troubled Souls now. I've heard him and John both say that. They're not huge fans of it now. Um, as a kid, loved war comics. 
didn't read superhero comics until he was in his teens. Uh, so I'm guessing that was UK war comics, unless he was reading a bit of Sergeant Rock or something like that. Because um, UK comics were all about the war back then, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a couple of uh, kind of hardbacks. I don't know if he's if it's curated by him or something, but you know, like old. old... Oh yeah, I've seen them. I must get them actually. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good stuff. Um, early superhero comics he did love were DKR and Electra Assassin, um, and blown away by Frank Miller. And there's there's something of the acerbic wit and the the um, redoing of you know recreation of superheroes that i think he and miller share in a way mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah um likes to take the piss out of superheroes um absolutely <laughs> yeah although he says he does have a, a little bit of respect for superman as a character i mean i think it's more than a little bit if yeah. you read yeah when he's done right i guess yeah I, I agree man yeah um he went as i say he went to the same school as uh, john mccray's younger brother called jasper um and also in the same shop that McRae used to run, uh, used to run, Will Simpson used to go in there. No, I think Will Simpson does storyboardy type stuff. Did he do Game of Thrones and all that sort of stuff? Now I think. And PJ Holden as well was used to go to the same shop. And I think they've done a few interviews, um, McRae and Holden. Uh, I think they're sort of long-standing buddies. Um, other other famous. I mean, there's he's hugely prolific, Ennis, but Dread. So he did some Strontium Dogs, did The Demon, Batman Legend of Dark Knight, Hellblazer, Preacher, Goddess, Unknown Soldier, Midnighter, Battle of Britain, Punisher, um, Great Punisher Run, Hulk Smash, Thor Vikings, a bit forgotten about, which I quite like that. Um, 303, which I think was Avatar, along with Crossed and Caliban. He did Dan Dare. I think that was at Virgin Comics, off the top of my head. Um, obviously The Boys. He did Red Team, The Pro. That's been in one of those ones that I keep hearing is going to be a movie, but uh, um, hasn't surfaced yet. As things don't happen. Um, did Sarah with TKO, which is... Have you read that, dude? That's great. No, actually. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those none of those... T- I've not read it. There's a, a Jeff Lemire one as well I want to read, but yeah. I've not read any of those. It's, it's TKO, right? TKO? Yeah, it is, yeah, it is TKO. Yeah. It's, it's a funny one because it's, um, it's not really... They're not ever. You don't see them. You have to see, only go in certain shops. I ended up um, ordering mine for the states. Took forever, but uh, I became became best friends with the bloke who was arranging the shipping because um, we we ended, we ended up talking so much. But yeah, it is, it is a quality book, man. It's incredibly well written, and it's about snipers in uh, the Second World War and uh, from the Russian yeah. side of things. Very. very I remember well the, reading the synopsis and it's right up my street bit. Yeah, yeah. We can't read everything, man. We can't buy everything, can we? That's the thing. We try, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask you um, before we move on, just a, a sort of general chit chat about the books you talked about. But is where does Garth sit alongside his contemporary? And I think of his contemporaries as Ellis, Morrison, Azzarello, Johns, Mark Wade, maybe. Where does he sit with them? With you? I mean, he's got to be. Well, I hate to bang on the drum, but this is my favourite thing ever so right. he's got to be pretty high Preacher's not far off as well being yeah. top I mean I think uh, my kind of answer to my favourite writer was always Grant Morrison probably still is okay yeah but it's very like, I, I'm not a big fan of doing you know favourites and yeah I get you man yeah love, I think love, all the ones you read I love all of them you know yeah me too I think for me people have different qualities and I Definitely. think he has a sort of 
pragmatic humanity to his writing that I enjoy. He's got a sense of humour that I appreciate, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to connect I like when with he can, his characters. I like when he can build as well. I, I, I quite often find if it's a if it's a you know a mini series or whatever, it doesn't connect him with, with me as much as you know, uh, preacher, hitman, yeah. Punisher, Max, um, the boys. Like when he's got time to probably Hellblazer, develop. Man. Hellblazer, yeah, amazing. Hellblazer, that's another one I've got bound. Right. I've oh, nice. His, yeah. Um, Hellblazer in bound as well. Yeah. Cool. No, that that's was great. a that was a great choice, man. That was a great choice to talk about. I'm glad. Um, I I read it monthly as it came out and it was yeah. just solid regular interesting funny like you say pretty violent pretty humorous pretty transgressive at moments for a dc comic but i just enjoyed it month in month out and i think ennis has a um mccray has a consistency that i enjoy as well i think there's only one issue that he doesn't draw right oh okay right there's only, there's only one of the whole 60 which you know it's pretty That's good. Unusual. Yeah, is these days, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I, I think because of that, it gives the series such a it gives it such a tight feel when you're reading it. It feels like a big, you know, like a big. And I love how you know he'll introduce some characters and then they'll be very minor. And then later on, they'll get a like I said earlier, they'll get a moment to shine. They'll get an arc about them, and then yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's just it's, great. It's great, and it's. It's the equivalent of you sitting at the bar with them, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of the time, which which is, makes it more. Is I think a lot of good comics and a lot of good television create you know that's period you know that's in a serial you know in a story in a you know in consumption bites a, a good a good comic and a good TV series makes something that makes you part of their family whether it be a real family or not, and I think you see that in a lot of these comics and I think that does that well. I um Definitely. I used uh, so John McRae used to teach on I don't sure if he still does I think he does still do quite a lot of teaching but he used to teach on a comic course in Birmingham mm-hmm. and I was producing a comic at the time called Bingo Bonanza and he put a couple of his artists my way um oh, really? yeah who who were in a couple of issues of Bingo Bonanza one which we reprinted actually in Slice Quarterly which Mitro Michikawa I think her name is but yeah extremely good and he. He said to me, because <clears throat> I said, oh, thanks a lot. You know, I've used both of them and they're both great. And he said, well, that's what I teach them. He said, how are they with deadlines? I said, spot on. No problem at all. He says, that's what I teach them. And I think that's great. I think that's what we need more of in comics is people who, let's call it, spend less time on Twitter and more time drawing and hitting deadlines and being like, you know, the Bagleys and the McCrays of this world where we just get issue after issue of, whether you like it or not, it's consistently good storytelling and it comes out, you know, regularly. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff, man. Good. Right, great choice. Right, let's move on to talking a little bit about you, sir. Behind the curtain, we're having a few we're having a few recording problems, but it's oh. began all right. It's not your fault. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, bl- I blame uh, the Tories, as everyone on Twitter does. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last time we actually met, you were... Um, working on a book weren't you you uh you, i think you showed it to me yeah yeah i'm working on a it's a i don't want to say kids book but it's a younger aimed at younger people yeah um a story about a young girl with a friend who's an alien and a friend who's a squirrel going on adventures basically <laughs> that's it and that's uh, yeah the first one they're they're going to look for the loch ness monster keep it scottish yeah, yeah. 
keep it, yeah. Then that way you can sell um, tins of biscuits and stuff along with it, can't you? Exactly, yeah. shortbread, brooches, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I got, I, 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 I don't know if you know this, but I've got half my family are from, well, originally from Glasgow, but are from Fife. So I know, oh, cool. I know a bit up there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. Oh, you gave me a little peek at it. It looks really good. Really interesting seeing that when it's out. But uh, you haven't got any sort of immediate plans. To, will you, do you think you'll kickstart it or you'll just put it out or what you, will you do? I don't know. I, I want to get it completely finished first and then I'll see what I think. You know, I, I'm winging it. I don't I don't know what I'm doing, you know, so I'm just... Yeah, the same as I think man. I need to... I'm going to, like uh, we briefly discussed earlier on off yeah. camera, I'm going to have to get, um, I think, some help to finish it. Someone who knows what they're doing with computers. That's welcome to my world. Um, That's all I do. That's yeah. why I'm friends with Vince and Dan. I keep telling them. That's uh, always be friends with graphic designers. It's always a good idea because yeah. <laughs> they know what they're but doing. I, I am also working on a short for the for our anthology, the ACP anthology. Yes, I wondered if you were. Yeah, a little thing in that that it's a bit weird. I'm hoping it's going to turn out the way I, I see it in my head. Ah, oh, nice. Because knowing you from the Drink and Draw as well, I was very impressed with both an Alan Moore that you painted. <laughs> And but you also, and much more importantly, painted a Cliff Cumber recently, didn't you? Oh, the the leader, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that good stuff, quite, man. I quite was quite happy with that actually. It looked, it looked, it looked great. I, that was one that came out the way I looked, at, the way I saw it in my head. That's man, the Alan Moore's fucking amazing. Really good. Did you ever? Did you show it to him or send it to him or anything like that? Did you? No, no. no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's in a drawer. I'll, uh, I'll I'll do something with it. It made us sure. happy. Yeah, good. But I'm, yeah, I'm very. Uh, I enjoy it. Put it that way. Yeah. So yeah. I used you're... to do a lot more when I was younger, and I'm getting back into it now. Yeah, I kind of sense that you're a fan who dabbles a bit like myself. Is that the idea, or? Yeah. 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 Okay. What, what else are you reading at the moment? Reading. Yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. My pile's next to me. Uh, you know what? It's funny that over kind of lockdown time. Um, my readings really changed. I was okay. It was uh, a lot more big two year and a half, two years ago than it is now. I'm, I think I'm basically reading the Hick, Hickman X Men book, and that's it. Really, oh, okay, it's a good book. Two. There's a couple of uh, DC minis, the the Tom King Strange Adventures. I'm reading that. Okay, yeah. Um, but to the point where. If it had been two years ago when they released that 26-issue X-Men crossover, I would have been super pissed off. But this time I was like, all right, I'm not reading anything else, so <laughs> give me it. And I, and I really quite, I quite enjoyed it. Did you read the X of Swords? Did you read that at all? Or? Yeah, that's, that's the one I'm talking that's about. That's one, the oh, not the Oxbox. Oh, I get you. Oh, okay. Yeah, the big, that, yeah. that big. Because, like I said, you know, if, if, if I find out I was going to have to buy 20 extra books when I'm buying 60 a month, I might have been... Yeah, and it Probably went from being, I think it, it was originally like 16 and then it went up to 23 or something, something like that, yeah. didn't it? I seem to remember it. It's a funny it. one though, because it was, it's basically, it's, it's just a kind of ongoing story, you know, it's not an, it's Yeah, not I an wondered ev- how they managed to increase it by so much when it actually yeah. does flow reasonably well between the issues, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, but um, other than that, a lot of, a lot of kind of more indie stuff this year. Right. Um, A lot of Kickstarters, your book. Oh, thank you, man. Cheers, thank you. Atomic Hercules is great. <laughs> Apologies. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Adam's other one came. A oh, Satan's Library. Things. Yeah. Love oh, and you that. got uh, Dragon's Claws through today as well, didn't you? As I got mine through yeah. this week. Yeah. I, I smashed through that. Those five issues. Loved it. How good is that? It's really good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> the action. The way that he does the action, so good. 
Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a, lot, the I nicest him, guy as well. Which I got on my he's such a nice guy. He's been messaging me thanking me for buying them today, and I'm like, don't thank me. They're brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you. He sent me a a gambit sketch with me. I saw that. Yeah. How cool yeah. is that? Because uh, I think his website, you know, you don't have to you, like. What do you just recommend paying or whatever? And I just rounded it up a little bit, so I got a gambit. Oh, nice. Um, but I, the first, I told him that the, I wrote, I read the first issue one. And a three and one and a half times because I wasn't until I was halfway through that I noticed all the um, dialogue in the in the sound effects. Right, I get you. So I had to go yeah. back to the start because they're they're great. The all the different moves that the yeah, so good, are, isn't it? Then, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. And uh, he did us a real favour because he came on the ACP and I think it was like three a.m. or something for him. Was it? <laughs> yeah, because he lives in I think it's Singapore. Singapore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. That's great. But no, I'm. Um, my, I think you know, my favourite book I read last year was uh, my favourite two books I'll say two of them was um, that uh, impending blindness of Billy Scott. Oh yeah, the um, um, Avery Hill book. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Barking by Lucy Sullivan. Those oh were my okay. Two favorites yeah, yeah. Last year. Look at you, you hipster. Uh, I don't know what's happening to me. I must <laughs> but no, I, I just the, the the both of them complete couldn't be more different art styles. Yeah. But uh, I just loved both of them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of in a in a mood, I guess. Well, I'm hoping I'm to... hoping that Lucy will be at the um, the 300. We've got the 300 two days oh, yeah, away on Sunday, yeah. And I know she's she certainly liked it, so she might well be there as well. But uh, yeah, you you popping well, along to that man, or I should be. I, I've been doing a um, I've been doing a lockdown quiz every Sunday night. Okay, so I'm gonna have to do some. I'm gonna have to do some. Uh, some manoeuvring, I think. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to be there. They'll be going out anyway, and we're still doing. We're obviously still doing the drink and draws, which you pop along to, which is good. Um, yeah, still there on the go. Them. And I guess you're gonna. Are you gonna be going back to Thought Bubble again this year? I've or? got everything crossed. Yeah, that's me too. Gonna um, <laughs> I've been looking at flights, but they're just non-existent at the minute. I'm gonna have oh, to fly right. a bloody Paris or Amsterdam to get back. So I'm hoping that give it a little bit of time and they'll uh, they'll they'll get them they'll get more flights going and yeah I've got a hotel booked yeah me too but, I've actually been sensible this year and done it where with a refundable option which I didn't yeah. do last year like a like a plonker yeah yeah, no, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward rookie. to it I'm, yeah I know yeah I know um, I just swallowed it as well because it was it would have been no brow pain but I, I booked it wrong so there you go um, but yeah it's good no good thanks for that man where can we find you online um, at the moment, uh, I, I mean, I'm on Twitter. Right. If you want to come in, you'll see mostly probably pictures of uh, food and some <laughs> comic stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's really pretty much it. Good stuff, man. That's all you need in it. Yeah, you're not on Instagram. Yeah. I would, I'd love. To, I think your art would do well on Instagram somehow. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't. I'm, I am on Instagram, but I don't really. I don't tend to post a lot of art stuff. I should right. probably start. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'll that. start doing that. If I could turn it off, I know I'll, you'll see me at the you'll see me at the drink and draws. Yeah, definitely. So pop along to the drink and draws. Hopefully, I'll see you on Sunday, man. But if not, um, I'll say goodbye now, and we'll keep chatting in a second. Cheers, cool. man.